Hey guys, welcome back to Love and Meats. This was a special episode for breast cancer awareness. We were joined by Chelsea Gregory and we were talking about restoring physical health for breast cancer survivors. Welcome back to the Love in Dubai show. Our guest today is a Dubai-based cosmetic expert. She will shed light on the remarkable advancements in 3D areola restoration for breast cancer survivors, showcasing the cutting-edge techniques of medical micropigmentation utilized in enhancing their recovery journey. Welcome to the show, Chelsea Gregory. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me today. We're excited to have you. Good morning. How are you feeling this morning? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Do you usually wake up this early? Um, usually I'm, awa I'm waking up about now, so... <laughs> okay, perfect. So you're a morning person. Yeah, I am. We really appreciate you being here. Um, of course, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and there's so many facets of breast cancer from checking to the recovery journey that maybe people aren't aware of. And I think that's keenly where we can get your insights, the recovery journey. So if you can give people an insight in areola restoration and who is a candidate for it. Sure. So um, medical micropigmentation is an advanced technique um, and it basically restores the aesthetic to the areola where it's been affected by either surgery through maybe a mastectomy, a breast lift, breast augmentation and the pigmentation of the areola has been affected. So it's just basically implanting pigment back into the skin and helping, uh, it can be men and women, um, to kind of put the pieces back together. And who comes to you? So a candidate is really anyone that's been affected, the areola or nipple has been affected through either surgery or it could even be a skin condition. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the cases are um, breast cancer. So that's usually either mastectomy, lumpectomy, it can be um, unilateral, bilateral. Sometimes I have cases where I have to match one areola to the other. So how does it work exactly? How do you get the 3D result? And you know, like how do you make sure it's like hyper-realistic? So if you think about, you know, art and how to achieve, um, you know, shadows, three shadows and highlights, you're creating a 3D effect. If you take a piece of paper and you draw a circle on there and you need to make it look like a ball, you need to add shadows and highlights. So it's, it's the same kind of thing. Lots of colors, lots of, um, yeah, depth, highlights. And, yeah, do you comes. feel like this restores a person's confidence as well? Like, do you see a difference in that aspect? Definitely, of course. I mean, especially, um, you know, patients that have been through something as traumatic as breast cancer or a mastectomy, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a very disturbing feeling to look in the mirror and not recognize the body that you've known your whole life. Mm -hmm. Right. So this, um, this treatment, um, is kind of like the final piece of restoring and putting the, the, the pieces of the puzzle back together for women. This is what I was going to ask. At what stage do people get in touch with you? At what stage of their journey uh, would they reach out for this type of help? So women come to me at two stages. So either the very beginning of their journey or at the very end. So at the beginning, they come to me because I sometimes do their eyebrows. One thing that um, people don't consider is that you know, when you lose your hair through chemotherapy, you can cover it with a scarf or a wig. But when you lose your eyebrows, it can be, you know, it affects your face. If you've seen any of those memes where sometimes they remove celebrities' eyebrows, you look quite, you know, it's quite different. 
So um, with the weather here and being so hot and humid, drawing them on every day is, you know, with rubbing, they come off and getting them even. So a lot of patients come to me at the very beginning before they start chemotherapy, they've just been diagnosed or they come to me at the very, very end after all their treatments. And my work on with, a, with breasts and areola restoration is the very last thing. So beginning, very beginning and the very end. So we're talking physical restoration, which we'll get back to. And I really, I'm really interested in how 3D technology has advanced in the work that you do, but also about like the well, mental well-being of the person. Is it challenging for you dealing with each patient during the recovery process? Yes, it, it is challenging, um, but I'm always inspired by women that I meet, their strength, you know, I, I see younger women younger and younger every year coming through with breast cancer with young families. You know, a lot of them still work through their treatments. Um, and I'm, I feel like honored and it's a privilege to be able to, you know, add such a positive contribution to their, to their journey. Um, I've always kind of prided myself on my ability to be able to connect with my patients. And, um, you know, I feel that I can, I can definitely help them restore the physical pieces, but also the psychological aspect. I completed a course with the um, George Washington University in um, patient oncology navigation um, about three years ago, just so I could help understand the needs of my patients better and um, how I can help them more. So this process, I just want to ask, like, is it painful? Um, how long does it stay for? Is it a permanent situation? Or is it something like, you know, you need to keep going and getting touch-ups for? Good question. The The results last, I'm going to say, sort of five to eight years, but they don't fade out completely. You may just need a little bit of touch-up work. Um, and uh, it's not painful. Um, usually when someone's had, especially a, a, a mastectomy, uh, as something as extreme as that, a lot of the nerve endings are kind of severed, so there's not, it's not painful. However, in cases where I may have someone that's had a breast lift or a breast augmentation, um, there may still be some feeling there. And so I have a very strong medical grade anesthetic, so it's not painful. And how has technology involved, you know, when you started down this line of treatment, were we talking 3D then? And when you say 3D, what exactly do you mean? I know you mentioned earlier about yeah, so you can imagine, um, you know, when the whole, when your areola and, and nipple is removed, there's just, it's just skin there. So the process is, um, you know, as I said, creating shadows and highlights to make it look 3D. So sometimes it's so hyper-realistic that when I show people pictures, um, you know, they, they, they ask me, so are you, are you putting a new, are you stitching a new nipple? You know, it looks so hyper-realistic. Fortunately, so the advancements I think of, of you know every every year it gets better and better for sure. The tools, the products, the quality of pigments. So there's great advancements in in the past ten years. So. And it doesn't like interfere with any treatment because you said uh, women come to you before their treatment. So do they you they come for consultation before, right? Like with so as soon as they get diagnosed, they come to you and have that consultation. Like after the treatments, after everything is done, we're going to go through with this process. Sometimes they come to me before, but generally, generally speaking, they come to me at the very end. They're aware. Their surgeon will make them aware that this is part of the process, but um, they come to me at the end. 
And so I will do a, you know, a really thorough consultation. I will explain everything. Um, so I have um, an app, an app that I use and I can draw uh, on there on, on, on my iPad just to give them a, an understanding of exactly how it will look. And I often encourage them to bring pictures of how their breasts used to look. And I can try and create that as close as I possibly can so that, you know, they can recognize themselves how they used to be. Are there any circumstances in which you'd recommend for a patient not to go ahead with this treatment? No. <laughs> no. I mean, unless they're really not ready psychologically, um, mm -hmm. but usually I, have, I haven't really had any cases like that. Usually people are really keen to kind of restore their body and, you know, move on with their life and start a new chapter. Like I said, it's very, at the very end, mm -hmm. so generally they're ready to put this part of their life behind them. Even if it's, um, even if they've had prior surgeries done to their breasts beforehand, like it's still okay to get this. Yeah, it's, it's fine as long as everything is fully healed. So even after the last um, surgery, um, sometimes um, usually patients will go through a lumpectomy and then they have their surgery and either um, um, chemotherapy, radiation. So they're going through a lot. So at the very, very, very end of that, um, by then, usually everything is fully healed. Around six to nine months is the waiting time generally. And how common is it for patients maybe um, after, uh, after everything's been through, how common is it for patients to be aware of micropigmentation and to go through with it? How do they hear about your work? Is it, is it like a regular, is it regular for patients? It's, it's really challenging to get, to spread the word about this work because we can't show images of my work. So it is definitely challenging. Um, I rely heavily on number one, word of mouth, number two, surgeons. Uh, I'm based at American Hospital. However, I was a keynote speaker at the Emirates Plastic Surgeon Society in 2020. Um, and I was able to get, you know, a lot of surgeons in the room at one time, a lot of oncoplasts and plastic surgeons. And, you know, I rely on them to, to let patients know, mm -hmm. um, platforms like this are always wonderful because, you know, it's, women are so connected to their physical, their breasts, you know, their physical, um, um, body, um, and, you know, their sexuality, so many things are connected with their breasts. So, you know, restoring this for them is, um, is so, so important. And in case it's missed by one of the surgeons, platforms like this really helped me to be able to spread the word about the work. You've been in this field for a very long time, like 20 years. So can you tell me, like, what were some of the most difficult aspects of that come with this job? Um, like even dealing with a patient or like personally, like, do you have any? I guess, you know, it's, it's, it's something that you're always perfecting your craft. It's, you know, you have to be artistic, you have to be, have a, a great attention to detail and you have to have technical ability. So it's something that is, it's not easy. It's like anything that, you know, you, you want to be good at, you have to work hard at it. So that's, that's definitely something that I'm, um, I'm always working on being better. And of course, the other challenge is, of course, just letting people know this treatment exists in a region like, like Dubai, like mm. UAE. Speaking on that, on the attention to detail and the intricacy of your work, when you jumped into, when you started on a medical route, did you know that you were kind of, would go down a route of needing to be an artist as well as a, uh, as well as a surgeon? <laughs> Uh, yes, you, you, yes, I did. <laughs> I was, and I think that, um, you know, you, you, 
you can, there's certain things that you can learn, but there's sometimes an innate ability that needs to be there or a deep seated passion. Um, and definitely I was always, you know, an artistic kind of person. And then, you know, the basis of my, my training was, of course, um, semi-permanent makeup. I mean, everyone knows microblading, micropigmentation. And then after I think I'd completed about 5,000 treatments, um, I then decided to challenge myself and do medical micropigmentation. And then I kind of carved out a, a niche it's kind of like a niche within a niche areola restoration mm -hmm. and um you know so i i just when you do repetition you get better and better and better and better and better so well speaking of using this platform uh for a better cause how can people find you and and i think to see the images would help people truly understand what you do we don't have the photos here uh, but how can people see the photos to kind of get a proper insight in the work that you do um, I have posted something on my Instagram today, um, and I, I, I would encourage anyone that has any, you know, anything that they don't like about the areola, their nipple to reach out and I can share my extensive portfolio one-to-one. -one. Uh, I don't send anything over WhatsApp or share anyone's images. It's all, um, you know, in person. Um, and you can reach me either through Instagram or my website. I'm based at American Hospital, um, but you can reach out to me directly. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time this Thank morning. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. That was Chelsea Gregory. We really appreciate your time this morning on this Monday morning. It's 9.05 and that is the end of the show, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're back with you tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Bye.